Welcome to Reconciling Grace, a program where church leaders discuss various topics from the Bible. During the discussions, there may or may not always be agreement from every panel member on every point, but there is full agreement on the fact that the way to God the Father is through the reconciling grace of Jesus Christ. As Melody Morris just said, I want to welcome you to Reconciling Grace. This is Pete Vecchi. I'm one of the associate pastors for West Carrollton Church of the Nazarene. On our panel today are our regular panelists. We have Vicki Cundiff. Vicki is one of the associate pastors for Countryside Church of the Nazarene in Lebanon, Ohio. Mick Wells. Mick has been part of Wells of Salvation Ministries since 1980, and he is also one of the co-hosts of the Cross Connection radio program. And Steve Wilson is with us. Steve is a graduate of United Theological Seminary in Dayton, Ohio. He is a freelance author and a computer game programmer, and he is also the one who is going to be leading our session today. And Steve, this is actually going to be session number three on the same topic. And would you just kind of fill us in from there? Sure. So we've been talking about listening for God, and we started this kind of series off in part one by telling the story of the boy Samuel. And Samuel was sleeping in the temple, and he kept hearing this voice calling him, and he kept thinking it was Eli the priest calling him, but lo and behold, it turned out to be the Lord. And Samuel had to learn how to recognize when God was speaking to him. And in part one, we talked about all the ways that God communicates with us in the Bible. And then we talked about, in part two, what does God still communicate in those ways? And we talked about how God communicates with us now. And in this session, we want to talk about, okay, well, how can we, like Samuel, learn when it's actually God speaking to us? So we went through and we talked about all the different ways that God speaks to us and I wonder, well, what if we don't hear God speaking to us in all of those ways? Is there something wrong with us? Are we subpar Christians if we don't hear God's voice in all those different ways that we listed? I don't think so. I believe that um, God has made each one of us unique. And I mean, I'm not talking about just the four of us, but I mean, every single person who has ever lived has been unique. And we have different sets of... Uh, things that happen in our lives, different gifts, different graces, different ways that we might experience God. And the way that he speaks to you, Steve, might be different than the way he speaks to me or to Mick or to Vicki, uh, just because of the things that we've experienced. So I would say that we're not necessarily missing something if God hasn't spoken to us in a particular way. Mm -hmm. I also think that uh, we don't have a a perspective necessarily on God's timing and using those kinds of things. And I believe that we've quoted the, how Hebrews starts out where it says in the past he spoke by the prophets and so forth. Today he's speaking through uh, Jesus Christ. So there may be a like a even a dispensational aspect of this possibly, or at least evidence that God will choose one way one time and another way another time, but I don't think there's anything compelling that we have to receive messages from God in all the ways that we've discussed. Mm -hmm. I know in my own life, he's mixed it up. <laughs> you know, I mean, often I, I can just tell when, you know, he's impressing something upon me, but it's through other people. There's just a variety of ways. I don't, I don't think he really goes in any one way. Um, he, he keeps us fresh and hearing his voice. 
Right. And uh, some people will they'll think that, well, God speaks to people in these, these certain kind of ways and, um, you know, maybe kind of the, the more prominent ways. They'll think about those ways. Um, the Holy Spirit, maybe um, Scripture really popping out at them. And if they don't get those kind of things, they think, well, maybe I'm not as close to God as I should be, or maybe I'm, uh, maybe I'm not listening well enough. And really, God does speak to us in all of those ways. And even when he speaks to us in kind of a primary way for us, we still need to be able to listen to those different ways too. Because sometimes, uh, like you were saying, God likes to change it up. Mm-hmm. He likes to get our attention in different ways. I don't know if this is where you're going with this, Steve, but I do know that one of the challenges for me is, yes, I, I know that God has spoken to me in different ways, as, as Vicki mentioned, but sometimes it is just really, really difficult to say, God, is that really you? And I think that that might be kind of where you're going from here, isn't it? Yeah, so the next question is, how can we tell that it's really God speaking to us? Um, does anyone have any stories of when maybe they misinterpreted, maybe they thought God was speaking to them, and it turns out it wasn't? Or maybe you've heard of someone that you kind of doubted, I don't know if God's really communicating with him there. I'll throw this out. Um, You know, one of the things we talked about was God speaking to people directly. These days, you run into situations where uh, the the proposition is that God's speaking to you indirectly. I'll give you an example. I worked with a young lady uh, some years ago, and just casually in conversation one time, she said, you won't believe what happened to me. There's a young man in my church came up to me and he said, God told me that I'm to marry you. <laughs> well, that's well, that's indirect, first of all. It's not God talking to her. In fact, that's the point she made. She said, well, if God really said that, don't you think he would have said it to me too since <laughs> I'm, I'm part of this formula and, and equation? So... Um, Discernment's a tough one. Uh, It it really is, because in the Bible, we're told that uh, Satan is a deceiver, and -hmm. I think he would like nothing better than to deceive people trying to know and follow uh, the will of God. And so it also says he disguises himself as an angel of light. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, I know people that think that anything supernatural is divine, and that's not true. I mean, if you look at uh, what happened with uh, in the Old Testament the, where the magicians uh, replicated uh, uh, genuine miracles. And so it's hard to tell. And knowing that Satan is a deceiver, I think all this should be... Uh, approached very prayerfully and uh, ask the Holy Spirit to confirm what is or isn't the case when, with these issues of communication. It's a tough one, and I've, I've been the first, not to, not to digress a little, I've been the first on many times to say that I flunked Discernment 101, so I have to be exceptionally uh, careful and clear and pray that the Lord will confirm it to me in some manner. Part of what I see, Steve, is that in play in my life, 
are the words of Paul who talks about the fact that now we see is through a glass dimly. Mm-hmm. And I see this that because of the fact that we live in a world that is infected and affected by sin, because of the fact that our lives have been infected and affected by sin, we simply cannot see God perfectly. And so our vision of him, our experience of him is skewed. No matter how hard we want to try to follow him, we just might make mistakes. And this is where we have to rely on the grace of Jesus Christ. And this is where I oftentimes just look for a peace in my heart to say, this is what I really believe you're telling me, Lord. Yeah, there was a uh, time when someone told me, um, this is what God says. I was on a a mission trip when I was in seminary, and we visited this church. It was a very uh, charismatic church, and the pastor there said, God told me, and he kind of laid out a prophecy about my life, and could still come true, right? I mean, it, there wasn't anything strange about it. There wasn't anything, oh, that will never happen. Um, it could be. But at the same time, I always thought, well, I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know that God was speaking to him. And I guess, you know, when we talk about prophecy, well, if it doesn't happen, obviously that wasn't from God. But sometimes it's hard to tell because... It just hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's the opposite, where someone can come and tell you that the ministry that you're doing is the wrong ministry, that you're not supposed to be doing that. And I had that happen to me. And, uh, you know, God, I knew God had called me into that. Uh, and actually, it was to be an evangelist. And, uh, you know, God showed me scripturally that He's the one who called me. And then he blessed it when I went out to do it. So it can be the opposite because people can be biased about things. So sometimes it can be positive when they say, you know, you were to do this. But sometimes they're looking at you going, you shouldn't be doing that. Mm -hmm. So we got to obey God (laughs) no matter which way. Right. There have been times in my own ministry where I thought, okay, this sounds like a great idea. And this this is where I think, uh, you know, God is leading us to go. And then it falls flat on its face. And I realized, oh, that was just my own idea. You know, God wasn't putting that idea into me. That wasn't his spirit. That was my spirit. So next question is, are there ways that we can tell, yes, it is God communicating? Sometimes he confirms it through other people. I've had that happen to me a number of times. Mm -hmm. When you're praying about something and... um, you know, you, you feel like it's how God is leading you, and then you can either go and seek someone's advice or something just happens along the way, and you hear something, and the Holy Spirit wells up in you. And that happened to me recently. And the Holy Spirit wells up in you and says, you know, you know, to confirm that, that this is really what I want you to do. I'm reminded of the, the time when God was speaking to Moses in the burning bush. He was saying, I want you to go and free my people. And of course, Moses is, you know, putting up all these excuses and he's trying to, he's trying to backpedal out of it. You know, God, I'm not the right guy. And then God finally says, okay, tell you what, I'm going to give you your brother, Aaron. And Aaron's already on his way to meet you. 
Like God had already been talking to Aaron about this at the same time he was talking to Moses. So yeah, I definitely think um, we can confirm it if two people are hearing the same thing. Uh, that happened to me uh, with one of my friends a few weeks ago. After Sunday school class, we're in the same Sunday school class. He turned to me and he said, you know, I've been thinking about this certain ministry. And he's kind of like, I, you know, I don't know. I, I just kind of feel like God's leading me to that. And I looked at him and I said, me too. And he thought, oh, you know, that's so cool. God was talking to both of us and uh, calling us to both look into that. There's a verse that goes along with that. But we're about halfway through our episode, so we will read that verse when we come back. Welcome back to Reconciling Grace. We were just talking about how can we tell when God is communicating with us. And we talked about how we can tell if two or more people are on the same page with that. If God seems to be confirming that, uh, what he's telling you by what he's telling somebody else. So if we could have Pete read Matthew 18, 19 through 20. These are the words of Jesus. And he says, Again, truly I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name, there am I with them. So it's the idea of Christians agreeing on something. If we're both getting the same message, then we can... It's not a, uh, a foolproof way to tell that it's God speaking, but it can be, definitely be a strong confirmation. This mm. is from the Spirit and not just... From your own thought process. What are some other ways that we can tell it's God speaking to us? I think uh, Scripture can confirm if we look at the Scripture and pray that God will reveal uh, direction for us through reading, I don't think any direction from God or God speaking to us would contradict what he said in his word. That's our, that's our benchmark. That is our standard for weighing what's God's will and what's not. So if, if we think that God is telling us to do something, and there's a passage of Scripture that basically says, you don't do that, <laughs> I think that's pretty clear that we can confirm in that manner. Right. And there's a, another verse from 1 Samuel that uh, goes along with that? Yes, uh, 1 Samuel chapter 15 and verse 29 says this, He who is the glory of Israel does not lie or change his mind, for he is not a human being that he should change his mind. Right, so God doesn't change his mind. He's not going to say one thing in the Bible and then all of a sudden communicate to you, well, in your case... This is okay. Uh, could I go down kind of a rabbit trail on this? There are examples in the Bible where God clearly does change his mind. Um, with respect to uh, Jonah and the destruction of Nineveh, there's also a passage where King Hezekiah is told to get his house in order because he's going to die. And he comes back to God and said, I've done all these wonderful things for you. Please heal me. And God 
indeed, through the prophet, came back and told him that he, he will change his mind and give him X number of uh, years, if you will, added to his life. So I'm not a Greek scholar or a Hebrew scholar or anything, but my principle that I followed is that God doesn't depart from his own character. Um, and I'm not sure how this fits. Because of the examples in the Bible where God does change his mind, he, I really don't expect him to contradict his own character as he's revealed it to us. And I just wonder what your thoughts are on that. I think you hit the key word there with character. Um, you know, sometimes things appear to change. If you're asking my opinion, maybe you're not, I don't know, but I'm giving it anyway, um, is that um, things will appear to change maybe because of humans who disobey God. For instance, as you mentioned with Jonah, you know, God had to change his mind um, about what to do with Jonah. Now, he didn't change his mind uh, because of Jonah's uh, reactions to him as far as the Ninevites were concerned. He changed his mind, though, because of what the Ninevites did. So what I'm saying is that it's the character of God to respond to the humbling of people before him who choose mm -hmm. then to follow his way. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I don't know if I'm getting bogged down in semantics because, you know, even you listeners out there, I got to believe that when you read a verse like this in Samuel, you're wondering, okay, now how does that square with the evidence that God in the scriptures did change his mind in response to the way uh, people came to him and made a plea? Um, I wonder if it's, we could rephrase it, is it not change his mind as in change his decision? but change his mind as in change his opinion. So God's opinion about sin doesn't change. Mm -hmm. um, but he can, depending on the circumstance, depending on how people react, can change his decision about what to do with those people. Or it could have been his idea all along, and he was testing Hezekiah, you know, when he was going back, to, uh, when he sent the prophet back, just to see if he would humble himself. Mm -hmm. uh, but also with Jonah, um, I mean, we have to take consideration, you know, being a preacher, you know, a human being is writing that down and looking at it like maybe, and writing down maybe it said that God changed his mind when it was his will all along to, you know, if they repented, he knew they were going to repent. Yeah, he was adamant about sending <clears throat> Jonah. He just kept after Jonah, you know, had him thrown into the ocean. But I'm just saying that Sometimes we're not looking at the big picture like it's possibly his opinion. It's what he's got his plan all along, but maybe it was written like that, or it's a test to see yeah. if they're going to humble themselves. I, I agree, and like I said, I fell back on God is true to his, his character, mm -hmm. and his character is to respond sometimes favorably to his people, which doesn't necessarily reflect a literal interpretation of the words um, does not change his mind. It may be that he's changed his approach in response to people who petition him for whatever reason. And that brings great comfort to me. Right. Because, uh, as I've explained in, in the personal testimony, that uh, God responded to my prayer for healing. Mm -hmm. And so I'm glad where the doctor said you should hold no hope 
God said, no, I, I don't agree with the doctors, and uh, he responded to me. So I think consistent with his character, it's within his character to, if you will, change his, his mind is what the words say, but to do something consistent with, with his character and will. He doesn't lock himself in. It's within his character not to be locked in, but to respond uh, to his people. But he did send Jonah for the purpose of letting them hear the word so they would repent, and he knew they would if, if they heard it. Very true. Okay. So we've talked about well, one way we can tell it's God communicating is if other people can confirm it. We also talked about Scripture. If you're not going against Scripture, that can be a confirmation that God is communicating with you. And then we also talked about His character, which I would say... Um, is definitely another test. Well, if this is consistent with God's character, if we've seen God act in these ways before, or if God has communicated with us in these ways before, that can be another way to confirm, yes, it's God communicating to us. And one of the ways that I've always found that God communicates with me, and, and one way that I can tell it's God communicating, is when I get those direct mental messages, those short messages from God, uh, it completely interrupts my thought process. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about one thing and then bam, all of a sudden God puts a message in there and I'm, I know it's God because I was not thinking about that. I was not even headed in that direction. I wouldn't have headed in that direction. And it's almost like another voice just all of a sudden joins the conversation and you can't mistake it. Uh, at least I can't. And and I know that's not a way that, that God communicates um, very often. And I can say for me that does not happen very often. But when it does, I know that it's Him. But there's a knowing, isn't there? It just It's like this, uh, it just floods your being and you just know it's Him and you just understand the whys of it, of why you should do what you should do. Right. Yeah, there's, there's no question about it. I almost feel I'd be remiss if I didn't say this because, Steve, I can be thinking of something and all of a sudden I'm thinking of something way out here. My mind is like, that. I, I don't want to say that I have ADHD and I'm not trying to make light of that situation, but there are people, and I think that I'm one of them, who it just, my mind is going, you know, 100 miles an hour all the time and I might be thinking about one thing here and then all of a sudden a so, totally unrelated subject comes up into my mind and has nothing to do with God yet to confirm what you're saying I've had that same thing happen where suddenly you just know this is God talking to you because it just came out of not just out of left field but there's just something within me that would say you you better listen to this one mm-hmm. and like I said it's like a it's like a different voice coming into that conversation um, and you just know that that wasn't me That wasn't my mind thinking that. So when God does communicate with us and when we can confirm, when when we've kind of gone through those tests and say, yes, it was God, what do we do? We do what he told us to do or not to do. (laughs) Good point. Okay. So we would obey. Obey what God tells us. And that's what uh, James chapter 1 says. Starting in verse 22 says, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says 
is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. So it says, don't merely listen to the word, but do it. And now this is talking about scripture, but I would say it applies to anything God communicates to us. Don't merely hear God speaking to you. Don't merely um, acknowledge that God has communicated with you and then not do something about it. Um, how, how wasteful is that for God to communicate with you and then, oh, yeah, okay, cool, God spoke to me, and then not do anything about mm. it. You know. Um, also think of the, the parable of the talents where God, in the parable of the talents, the king gives each person a little something to work with and then they're rewarded by what they do with it. So in this case, it would be like God giving us, entrusting us with something, and then us not doing anything with it. And uh, he says, um, you wicked and lazy servant. And then he says, whoever has will be given much, and whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. And uh, I don't want to be the type of person that God looks at and said, look, I was trying to communicate with you. I was entrusting you with my message and you didn't do anything with it. You know, maybe one of the things that we can look at, Steve, too, is the fact that very, very often, I'm not saying exclusively so, but very, very often when God speaks to us or when he gives us something or wants us to do something, it's often for the benefit not of only us, but of other people and or of the kingdom of God at large. Right, and that brings us full circle back to the boy Samuel. So Samuel has had this kind of confusing night where he's gotten up three or four times and gone to Eli, and Eli says, no, I'm not calling you. Finally, Eli says, listen, if you hear the voice again, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And when Samuel does that, that's when God speaks to him, and he gives him a message. And now we're going to read the rest of that story. The rest of the story. Paul yeah. Harvey. This is better than Paul Harvey. This is the word of God. Samuel lay down until morning and then opened the doors of the house of the Lord. He was afraid to tell Eli the vision, but Eli called him and said, Samuel, my son. Samuel answered, Here I am. What is it he said to you, Eli asked. Do not hide it from me. May God deal with you, be it ever so severely, if you hide from me anything he told you. So Samuel told him everything, hiding nothing from him. Then Eli said, He is the Lord. Let him do what is good in his eyes. Now in this case, the message that God gave Samuel was not a positive one, but it was still one that Samuel, that God wanted Samuel to share with Eli. And I would say it's the same thing with us. When God gives us a message... It's usually not for us, or it's not only for us. Even if God is communicating with me about something in my life, it's not just for me to keep to myself. Because if I share that, if I share, listen, this is what God communicated to me, this is what um, the effect was in my life, then God can use that to speak to other people as well. He so, wants to use our experiences is what you're saying, right, if nothing else. Right. So even if God isn't saying... Listen, I want you to go tell so and so this. 
still, whatever God says, whatever God teaches you, share it with others. Well, Steve, I think that we have done three episodes on this of how does God speak to us, and I think you've done a great job of leading this for us. I hope that our listeners will feel free to ask us any questions they may have. We might not have all the answers, but we can try. Send us an email to rg at faithandfriendsradio.com. So for Steve Wilson, for Mick Wells, for Vicki Cundiff, this is Pete Vecchi. I want to thank you for joining us for Reconciling Grace. Lord willing, we'll be back with you next time. This has been Reconciling Grace. Join us again next time as our panel discusses biblical truths centered around the reconciling grace of Jesus Christ.